Welcome to episode number 37, October 11, 2009 of Take Him With You. This week, a quick overview of the new TV shows for fall, a Stargazer CD update, and more. Of course, we're going to be talking in our second part of Zombies, the theme this month, Killing the Zombies in Our Life. And today we're going to be talking about life after death. What's this fascination with eternal life? That'll be interesting. We'll discuss what the Bible has to say about it. And a fun little game show I like to call The Hating Game. Imagine walking outside finding a comfortable place to lay down and then gazing up at the night sky. You put your earphones on and you're instantly taken with the stars with music that launches you into space. That's exactly what my new CD is designed to do. Not only is it cool atmosphere music, but it's meant to watch the stars with. It's called Stargazer, and it'll soon be available for purchase on CD or download on iTunes and Amazon. There's 13 tracks of digital stereo music for your enjoyment, from Apollo 14 taking off into orbit to radio emissions from Saturn. Over an hour and ten minutes of music that'll help you watch the stars. It's coming soon, as well as the launch of a brand new website with extra content and alternate versions of the songs, and the making of the Stargazer CD podcast. If all goes well, I'm shooting for an October 26, 2009 release date, just in time for Christmas. So, I hope that you will enjoy a copy of it. Get ready for Stargazer, a collection of songs to watch the stars with. You can visit the new Stargazer CD website at takehimwithyou.com slash stargazer. It's really easy. Takehimwithyou.com slash stargazer. And, uh, yeah, check it out. It's not all done. I, well, it might be done by the time you hear this. I'm working on it this week. So uh, you can check that out. It has some samples of the music and the track listings and so on and so forth. Uh, if all goes well, it'll be on iTunes and Amazon and Rhapsody and several downloading places. You can get the, the album and also, I'll have some physical copies of it that you can order from cdbaby.com when the time comes. Not ready yet. They're still all in production and all that jazz, but uh should be cool. And you can uh, buy some for your relatives for Christmas or buy a few copies for yourself and hand them out to your friends and have a star-watching party. That'd be kind of fun, wouldn't it? Sure. It's fun just to listen to in your car and on your walks and uh, running or exercising or whatever you do. Brian, on your bike ride, whatever. Or you run, too, but, uh, yeah, anyway. It's very fun. It's a good project, and I think everybody's going to really enjoy it. And if it goes well and people really enjoy this one, I, I have uh, several ideas for a couple of um, follow-ups to it. So should be interesting to see if people like it or not. Good evening, everybody. When you aren't listening to Take In With You with the multi-talented Mr. Moyer, then I'd be honoured if you could take a few minutes to check out my little show, Happy Times. If you have an iPod Touch or an iPhone, and if you love your applications but are feeling the pinch of the current economic climate, then this is the podcast for you. Each week I'll review a free or cheap application and spend a few minutes gassing on about why I like it or not. 
Buying apps over the air can be both addictive and expensive, so why not spend a few minutes a week listening to Appy Times and I'll try to separate the wheat from the chaff. Just go to appytimes.podbean.com or search the iTunes store for Appy Times. That's A-P-P-Y-T-I-M-E-S. So come and share the Appy Times with me. Thank you. Hello there, my name is Meds. And this is David Frost. You're not David Frost. Alright, I mean, this is Mark. And we are the present. Mark? Alright, get on with it. Okay. And we're the presenters of Waffle on Podcast. And we like to talk about. Crap. TV broadcast between 1960 to 1999. Would you say it's crap? Some of it. Really? <laughs> Especially the British stuff. But we were having a podcast about that, so let's move up on that. Unbelievable. You can find us at the HTTP colon forward slash forward slash waffleon.podbean.com Do not smile when I say the word colon. Well, I'm not. Their show is really good. Both of those promos are fun things. Happy times and waffle on. Time once again to find out what's going on at Rick's house on Take Him With You. with it being the fall season and uh, October and all, a bunch of the new shows are on, or the, the shows started up. There's some new shows and some others that have started up back again. All the CSI programs that uh, people enjoy. I watch, I watch all three of the CSI programs and have to say, for some reason this year, this season, CSI New York started to pick up for me. I haven't really enjoyed that series as much as the others, and uh, I really like it. I think the writing's been really good, and it's been... Uh, it's been pretty awesome this last uh, last few episodes of the new CSI New York. Now, CSI Miami, I had a hard time getting into it at first, and I don't know. I'm having a problem with, with the, the whole CSI franchise in some aspect because they seem to be having these really, these stories that are just a little further out than they should be from reality. In other words, you know, I mean, we kind of all accepted it that they could do a DNA test in three hours when that's not even true. But we kind of accepted that kind of stuff. But now, you know, we're having people blowing up the labs and coming in with machine guns into the, you know, into these public buildings. And and it's just it's just a little bit far-fetched. I'm sorry. It's just getting a little too over the top. And, and the folks that are in charge are, like, circumventing the law and doing things that they, you know, to get justice. But that isn't necessarily how the system works. And it's just getting a little further away from reality. But I digress. Uh, let's see. Uh, CSI Miami. Yeah, they started out, and I really didn't like the, the opener, the season opener. But then... Uh, this last one was was fairly decent. I don't know. I, I don't know. Some of the characters just, I don't know who's writing for them now, but it's taken a different uh, turn, and I'm not really thrilled with the, the way that they're writing the characters for CSI Miami. Now, for the regular CSI, the granddaddy, uh, that has been pretty cool. I You know, I'm enjoying it. It's going to be interesting to see how Catherine Willows handles the you know the the being the boss and all that jazz and i do finally like the new guy and it's been kind of cool but again we'll see i really like the greg's character if you watch the show at all he's pretty cool but anyway that's not really science fiction or geeky but that's okay i, I watch the csi stuff just be i had to fast forward to some of the gross parts because i just am not into the dead bodies and the autopsies it's just kind of gross i'm sorry just, I would never make it as a undertaker or a uh, medical examiner. I just, I wouldn't do well. They'd have to, like, have something for me to vomit in. Okay, well, enough of that. Uh, Monk and Psych, of course, have been spectacular this season. Psych, not as much as I liked it last year, but uh, that's just because some of the subject matter has been kind of weird and, and silly. But they're still very funny, and I get a kick out of the characters. On Monk, he's just, it's spot on. These folks that are on the on the Monk TV program are just fabulous actors, and the writers are hilarious. Some of the best writing I've ever heard. Just enjoy it, enjoy it, enjoy it. I, I don't miss those programs. I really enjoy them. And Monk, this is the last um, last season, so we we don't get any more. <laughs> kind of sad, but uh, good stuff. All right, on the uh, geeky side, been watching Smallville. And I know this is really weird. I'm not, I'm not trying to be a downer, but I don't like this season as much as I did the others. For some reason, it's a lot darker. Uh, it's just not, uh, again, 
it's just getting kind of confusing and I don't know. It's just I'm hoping it's going to turn around and be really good. I suspect this is the last season of Smallville and uh we'll get to see uh, Clark turn into Superman, I guess, while well, he is already, but I don't know, Superman with a trench coat and a blue shirt that I could buy at Walmart. I don't know. Uh, uh let me see. What else have I been watching? I'm I'm not really into NCIS or NCIS the new one. They have a new one based out of Los Angeles, and uh, my family watches it, but I haven't actually caught up on it, so I don't have any comment yet. No comment. Uh, let's see. What else? Uh, Dollhouse can't get into it this season. Don't know why. Uh, just a little bit over the edge for me, and I don't know why. It's just not exciting for me. Gosh, I don't. I sound bad, don't I? Uh, Law & Order. I've been enjoying the Law & Orders. Those are kind of cool coming back. I really uh, am excited about Law & Order Criminal Intent coming back with... Uh, Jeff Goldblum, is that Goldblum, Goldblum, blah, 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 however you say his last name. He's just awesome. I just I always enjoy his acting. He's just very, very good. I liked it when he did that detective show where he saw dead people. I thought that was, it was really good. I can't remember the name of it now. Hmm. Wish they would have kept that going, but that's okay. They got him on another show, and I, I like watching him. So that's cool. Uh, Chopped, got to see uh, the Chopped finale. That was good, and, and I, I enjoy that show. Uh where they take four chefs and they pit them against each other to do a three-course meal, and they eliminate one chef each round till they get to the dessert. And I just really enjoy that on the Food Network. It's good. Uh, let me see. Okay, here's the one that I'm fascinated by. Out of all the stuff that's going on, I've been watching Heroes. I'm not thrilled with it yet. We'll see where it goes. Um, but here's the one that took me by surprise that I'm really enjoying, and it's this one. You okay? We were driving, right? I blacked out. We were in the middle of surgery, and we all lost consciousness. Everyone. Patient died. Everyone on the planet seemed to have blacked out at exactly the same time. And for the same duration. Two minutes, 17 seconds. We've been saying people have been blacking out, but it wasn't my experience. One second I was in a car, the next I was somewhere else. Yeah, the same thing happened to me. Me too. I was in my office. It was night, 10 o'clock, and I happened to see the day. April 29th, 2010. I saw the same day. Same for me, April 29th, 10 p.m. So you're saying what? Everyone's consciousness just jumped forward six months? Crazy as that sounds, yeah. I saw a glimpse of my future, and everything's changed for me now. These people were not asleep, they were not dreaming. So then what is it that they were experiencing? Memories of events that haven't occurred yet. I was getting a prenatal sonogram. I'm obviously not pregnant. I don't even have a boyfriend. I didn't see a damn thing. What if I didn't see anything because six months from now, I'm gonna be dead? What did you see? Olivia, what did you see? I was with another man. I've never seen him before. In my flash forward, I was investigating what caused all this. Those people, the places I saw on the board, they were part of this puzzle. What about your state of mind? I was drinking again. The anxiety, shame was all back. Maybe because you saw it, you can change it. What if I can't? interesting show the premise obviously from the promo there you heard that everybody in the world blacked out at a certain point in time and was was out of um out of consciousness for two minutes and 17 seconds and in that time most of the people that blacked out had a vision of their future and it's just it's fabulous the way that they're puzzle piecing everything together in this show so far at least it's a fascinating premise. I like it because they have the guy that plays Sulu from uh, from uh, the new Star Trek episode or the new Star Trek movie it, as one of the main characters in this show. <laughs> I'm such a geek. I can't help it. But uh, anyway, you can see full episodes of this at abc.com and just go there and click on fast forward and, and you'll find that the show has already full episodes there. You can watch it. Um, I I don't know where it's going to go. I don't know how it's going to turn out, but uh, it's a fascinating premise and a great great science fiction. Yet, I don't know if they're labeling it science fiction. It's just it's just a really cool type of mystery program. So, 
course, the last show that I want to talk about that I was very, very anticipating because I've watched all of the other series from this was uh, Stargate Universe. I've watched Stargate SG-1, Stargate Atlantis, watched the movies, and uh, I enjoy Stargate. It's just really a really cool program. Well, now they have a brand new one out called Stargate Universe. So let me play you the promo for that, and I'll be back to tell you what I thought of the season premiere of Stargate Universe. Eli Wallace? Whatever you guys think that I did, I swear you got the wrong guy. We need your help, Eli. And if I don't? We'll beam you up to our spaceship. Yes, that is planet Earth, and yes, you are on a spaceship. Holy! It's my honor to welcome you to Icarus Space. Unbelievable. So, the Stargate can instantly transport you to another planet? Yes, through an open wormhole. You really have no idea where this Stargate is going to send you. No idea at all. That's a matter of opinion. We're under attack. Get out of my way. I need to get these people out of here. We, How are we, we don't know what's on the other side. All we have to do is step through. from home. We are on a ship, but we have no idea where we are in relation to Earth. I've got a lot of wounded. We need to get home. These people are endangered. The ship is falling apart. The life support system isn't working properly. One deep breath and you're dead. I watched him die. These are the wrong people. Make no mistake. We are going to make it home. People need to know the truth. Are you suggesting that my judgment is now somehow clouded? Or is it that I'm just plain lying? It's beautiful. Let's go! It's like we entered the Hoth system. Empire Strikes Back. The road may be longer than many of us hoped. We are going to have to be tough. Okay, they, they aired this on the Sci-Fi channel. It used to be S-C-I-F-I. Now it's S-Y-F-Y. Um, they premiered this. I watched the two-hour premiere, and quite honestly, as I watched it, I thought, wow, they're trying to take the new Battlestar Galactica Deep Space Nine Voyager approach to Stargate. And let me tell you why. First off, I think the the acting was good. I think the the show is kind of cool. I, I'm verdict still out. I've only seen you know the premiere. Um, in it, it was a lot grittier, a lot less um, jump. I mean, it was more jumbled up as far as who is in authority and how are they going to get out of this situation. Um, this isn't too much of a spoiler because I think they've tried to, they put this in the, in the promos and everything. So if you haven't watched it yet, don't, don't freak out. I'm not going to try to spoil it completely for you. But uh, basically they get stuck on a, an, the, a ship of the ancients that um, stops and uh, automatically goes to the next system all by itself, and they're stuck on this ship and trying to figure out how to get back to Earth. And that's, you know, that's a, a plot that's kind of been done before, but not not exactly. But anyway, suffice it to say, the show was much more gritty because um, a lot of chaos ensues, and you're not exactly sure who's going to be the boss and who's going to be the commander. and all. It's just, it's it's all jumbled, and that's what kind of makes it appealing because you don't really know what to expect. The the only thing that I had a little beef about was that um, they hadn't done this really in other Stargate shows. Was there was a scene where um, there's the, this couple having sex, and uh, obviously they didn't show any nudity or anything, but it was 
it was very um graphic in its in its approach i don't know how to describe it. i mean i think they could have done it a little more tastefully and the only reason i say that it, it's not that i have never seen anything with something like that in it i'm just saying as far as wanting the my the rest of my family to watch the show uh, you know, I kind of make it a, a, a standard in my life that I let my kids watch what I could because, you know, I don't want to, um, I don't know, I just think it's being hypocritical to live my faith and say, well, I'll watch gross stuff and they can't. I don't know. It's kind of a, a little moral dilemma for me, but it's not that huge of a deal. But it's, it was big enough for, I was embarrassed. I didn't want my daughter to watch it. And she was watching it with me. And she's 13 years old, and, and it just isn't something that I think that should be right on the screen for all the kids to watch. But they did put the rating at the very beginning, as it was pointed out to me, TV 14. So there was obviously there's going to be some stuff in it that maybe, you know, if you didn't want your kids watching, you probably shouldn't have had them watching. And that's my fault. So anyway, that's the only beef that I really had with the, with the show, only because it wasn't as family-friendly as the other Stargates. But I think that it might be a really good show. We'll see. So far, I've 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 seen great stuff come out of the folks that produce Stargate, um, from the directing and the acting and the scripts. They've all been really good. I've really enjoyed the series over the years. So I I would expect that it would be very quality and good stuff coming up. So we'll see. But I do think they're trying to rip off Battlestar Galactica, the new one, uh, Ron, uh, Ron Moore's version, uh, just just because of the grittiness and the sexual content. I think that's what they were trying to do. It airs on Friday nights on the Sci-Fi Channel. I don't, perhaps, I know in the United States it does. I don't know where it airs worldwide, but uh, you definitely want to check it out. If you're a Sci-Fi fan, you like Stargate, you might enjoy this show quite a bit. Uh, Let's see. (laughs) A lot of stuff on Friday nights. Got to figure out how to to watch it all. Clone Wars, um, the premiere of Clone Wars uh, Season 2 came on too, and I've only seen a little bit of that. My son Andrew says to me, though, Excellent, excellent. So he highly recommends it. Clone Wars is also, I believe, on the Cartoon Network on Friday nights. So you may want to check that out, too. Other than that, I don't have time to tell you all the other cool things going on here at the Moyer household. Other than I'm releasing the Stargazer CD here in a couple weeks. Got all the files transferred over to the production company. And I'm going to, I got all the artwork done. And I'm ready to, I'm working on the website this week so I can launch some samples and some alternate uh, music uh, mixes and stuff like that. And uh, making of podcasts will be kind of fun for you to listen to how I did the different songs and what instruments I used. That should be all out and going here within a week or two, the Lord willing. We will see. But uh, you could pray for me over that whole thing. At, uh, we were really blessed. Uh, we had the money to be able to invest in the, the project, and we'll see how it goes. Uh, this will be my first. I mean, I've done many instrumental albums, done a lot of music over the years, but I've never actually put out a CD before. So this will be exciting to have a brand new one. Got a barcode. I was so excited to click on a button and get a barcode to put on the back of my CD. How fun Fun is that? I'm, I'm such a geek. I can't help it. I just love it. So it'll be really cool for people, I think, to, to listen to the CD and enjoy watching the stars at night will be very fun greetings guildies i'm kenny and i'm jenny after listening to take him with you why don't you tune in to knights of the guild the official fan podcast for the web series the guild each month we'll bring you the latest news about the guild cast including what projects they're working on and what conventions they'll be attending Also, we'll be updating you on the current season. We'll talk about some behind-the-scenes fun of Season 2. As well as having cast, crew, and fan interviews. So head over to iTunes and subscribe to Knights of the Guild. Or go to our website for a direct download at knightsoftheguild.podbean.com. Zaboo! (laughs) I'm a television junkie. And the real world stumps me. I got a lot of problems. Why don't somebody solve them? Hello, this is... No, I was going to say this is Angela. <laughs> that wouldn't that work. That would be appropriate. No, because I'm not Angela. <laughs> and I'm not Jen. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not listening to the Anomaly Podcast. No, you... you would in fact be listening to Take Him With You with our good buddy Rick. Oh, let's do that. Okay. 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 Uh, go, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> you do it first. Hi, this is Jen. No, no. Have to say hello. This is not Jen. And no, this is not Angela. And you, I say, this is not Jen. Okay. And then you say, you are not listening to the Anomaly Podcast. Okay. But when you're done listening to... Yeah, fill in the blank. 
That works. It's like magic. It Great is. magic. It's funny. Okay. Let's go with it. Okay. Okay. So then I, should I go first then, since I'm not Jen? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Hello, I'm not Jen. And I'm not Angela. And you are not listening to the Anomaly Podcast. You would, in fact, be listening to Take Him With You with our good buddy, Rick. Rick! <laughs> When you're done, please come listen to the Anomaly Podcast at anomalypodcast.com. <laughs> it was like the best accidental promo oh, I ever. I know, it's what we're good at. Ah, yes, so much fun. It's time once again for Words of Wisdom on Taking With You. Today, we are finishing up the book of First Thessalonians. We're in Chapter 5 from the Message Bible. I don't think, friends, that I need to deal with the question of when all this is going to happen. You know as well as I that the day of the Master's coming can't be posted on our calendars. He won't call ahead and make an appointment any more than a burglar would. About the time everybody's walking around complacently congratulating each other, we sure got it made, now we can take it easy, suddenly everything will fall apart. It's going to come suddenly and inescapably as birth pangs to a pregnant woman. But friends, you're not in the dark, so how could you be taken off guard by any of this? You're sons of light, daughters of the day. We live under wide open skies and know where we stand. So let's not sleepwalk through life like those others. Let's keep our eyes open and be smart. People sleep at night and get drunk at night, but not us. Since we're creatures of the day, let's act like it. Walk out into the daylight sober, dressed up in faith, love, and the hope of salvation. God didn't set us up for angry rejection, but for salvation by our Master Jesus Christ. He died for us, a death that triggered life. Whether we're awake with the living or asleep with the dead, we're alive with Him. So speak encouraging words to one another. Build up hope so that you'll all be together in this. No one left out, no one left behind. I know you're already doing this, just keep on doing it. And now, friends, we ask you to honor those leaders who work so hard for you, who have been given the responsibility of urging and guiding you along in your obedience. Overwhelm them with appreciation and love. Get along among yourselves, each of you doing your part. Our counsel is what you warn the freeloaders to, or freeloaders to get a move on. Gently encourage the stragglers and reach out for the exhausted, pulling them to their feet. Be patient with each other, attentive to individual needs. And be careful that when you get on each other's nerves, you don't snap at each other. Look for the, the best in each other and always do your best to bring it out. Be cheerful no matter what. Pray all the time. Thank God no matter what happens. This is the way God wants you to belong to Jesus Christ and to live. Don't suppress the spirit and don't stifle those who have a word from the master. On the other hand, don't be gullible. Check out everything and keep only what's good. Throw out anything tainted with evil. May God himself, the God who makes everything holy and whole, make you holy and whole, put you together, spirit, soul, and body, and keep you fit for the coming of the Master Jesus Christ. The one who called you is completely dependable. If he said it, he'll do it. Friends, keep up your prayers for us. Greet all the followers of Jesus with the holy embrace and make sure this letter gets read to all the brothers and sisters. Don't leave anyone out. The amazing grace of Jesus Christ be with you. There you go. That's 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 from the Message Bible. And that's your words of wisdom today on Taking With You. The Treks in Sci-Fi Podcast. Stand by to receive our transmission. Sci-Fi Entertainment News and Commentary. I am Locutus of Borg. Star Trek Episode Analysis. Captain of the USS Enterprise. Pokey religions and ancient weapons. Collectibles, toy, and prop reviews. I am to misbehave. The weekly Treks in Sci-Fi podcast with your host Rico at treksinsci-fi.com. 
This is Jeff from Champ Podcast. After you finish listening to this excellent podcast, I invite you to come listen to ours. My co-host Jason and myself cover open wheel auto racing, focusing on Formula One and IndyCar. Each podcast we review the races, we talk about drivers and teams, and all the news and rumors as well. So come give us a go. We can be found at www.champpodcast.com, that's with one P, or in iTunes, search Champ Podcast. Champ Podcast, the world's fastest podcast. Marvin's house they had a pool table and that was so cool you know when you're a kid pool tables at your relatives house is just over the top it's so cool so we were playing pool and a bunch of our relatives were there and my grandpa grandpa Moyer such a great guy he was uh, sitting there watching the whole game and I crawled up on his lap I was just I remember this as a very small child crawled up on his lap and we were joking and laughing and and uh, he made the mention that uh, I don't even know how we got on the subject, but all I remember is he said something like, "Well, you know, all of us someday are going to die." And I and I looked at him, and I remember the very first time reality hit home to me that I was going to die someday. And this was coming from you know this is years ago, and my grandpa was still in good health and everything, but he wasn't trying to scare me. I I think I just. I just became aware of the fact that I wouldn't live forever. And that was, it was disturbing to say the least. And I, Grandpa wasn't, again, trying to scare me. He just was stating a fact that someday we would all die. You know, now that I think of it, I think I was at, a, I, we were at like a potluck after a funeral. That's why the subject came up. And we were playing pool and talking and everything. And then he made that mention. And I remember having a little bit of anxiety over that, thinking I didn't want to die. I I had fun. I was having fun in life. And what do you mean we're going to die someday? All of us will. And I looked around the room at all these people, and I thought, if Grandpa's true, if he if that's right, then we're all going to die someday. It was the first recognition and the first consciousness of that I wasn't going to live forever, and it was disturbing to say the least. Isn't that funny? How I can remember way back. I don't remember a lot of other things, but I do remember that because I think it was. I think it was a God thing because of what I do now is tell people and encourage people to live their lives for God so that they that when death does happen that they they go on in a in in a good situation instead of a bad um and I think that's one of the one of the reasons that 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 I my life took a little bit different course than than other people in my family and uh I just I just know that um, a lot of times when we're younger we don't think about death Unless, of course, it affects us. You know, if we have a relative die or, or somebody close to us die, then we think about it. But for the most part, when we're young, we don't really think about what's going to happen when we die. The older we get, the more we think about it. And I remember seeing my grandparents grow old, and as they did, they um, they had different philosophies. They came to different conclusions on what death might be. Or they they tried to prepare themselves, and I, I think that's pretty much like it is across the board, unless of course you're in complete denial. <laughs> but death can be a really scary thing; it really can, and I think that's why we have such an interesting um, take on the supernatural. I think uh, human beings have a hole, I believe, in their heart that uh, that struggles with the whole idea of death. And so we have different ways of entertaining that and challenging ourselves, and thus we come up with lots of stories about the supernatural and uh, life beyond death, you know, life after death, and vampires and zombies and monsters and the undead and all this different stuff where, you know, even though you die, you still live on. And, and it's, I think it's like Hollywood's answer, or or really it is, it's just the, the human condition where we we want so badly for there to be so much more than just this life and then we die. 
I know some people think that when you die, you just go into the dirt and that's over and you've you've done your thing. But, you know, I think a vast majority of people know there's something after we die. It, it, we're too too much of a complex um, type of being for us just to the life to go away and then we're just done. There's got to be more to it. And I believe there is. And I want to talk about that today. Um, I think that the occult and, and fantasy and things like that are really today's society's answer to eternal life without God. And and I know it's so unfortunate, really, that, that people that claim to be Christians or believers have really made it, um, I don't know, kind of a weird f- feeling when they talk about eternal life or you hear some of these religions talk about what happens when you die and and it's it's made it uh, i don't know the, the followers of these religions and different uh, faiths can sometimes scare people away from from embracing the reality of of eternity I, I that was all jumbled up but do you understand what i'm saying i mean it's like hmm really it's much more simple than all of that and and you know on this program i don't rank on other religions i don't uh you know, that's been my goal since the very beginning. I mean, I know they're out there. I have researched some of them. I even have debated with folks from other religions and stuff. But you know what I found? Arguments, fighting, arguing doctrine back and forth doesn't really do a whole lot of good. Um, but the way we live our lives really is more important. And so I'm not here to thrash on anybody. I can only tell you what I believe. And I'm not trying to rock anybody's boat. I just want to tell you what I believe and and the peace that it's brought me. So when I'm talking, I'm talking from my uh, from my slant as a believer in God. And uh, I would say that I I'm a believer. Uh, to say that I'm a Christian would, um, if if that means that I've accepted what Jesus did on the cross for me, you know, by dying and and raising again, yes, then I'm a Christian. Um, the actual term of Christian means little Christ, and I would, I I don't think I could put myself in that term very much because, although I'd like to be like Jesus, I I fail miserably. <laughs> so anyway, I'm a believer in Jesus Christ. How's that? That works. Well, anyway, um, talking about um, this this whole concept of. Um, eternal life and the undead. And uh, of course, you know, we're doing the zombie or I'm doing the zombie theme all month. Um, I put together something that I think you'll really enjoy. So uh, take a listen. Once again, it's time for that show that pits similar people together, asks the questions and finds out if the audience loves or hates them. It's time for the hating game with your host, Bob Uranks. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. You're too much. Thank you. Well, today we have three distinguished guests that you're either going to love or you're going to hate. People are dying to watch this show today. Guest number one is a dark one. Yeah, he literally wears a cape, sleeps in a coffin, and only comes out at night. Would you give it up for Count Dracula? Thank you, thank you, Bob. <laughs> thank you, everyone. Our next guest comes to us literally from the grave. He also really enjoys the nightlife, complains a lot, and loses appendages on the drop of a hat. Please welcome Mr. Zombie. <laughs> Last but not least, we have a very special young man who's simply shimmering. He's abstained from drinking human blood. He's a real lookers and a ladies' man. Er, vamp, I mean, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Edward. Why, thank you. Thank you. I care. I really do. I care about you. Okay, as you know, I ask a series of questions that you must answer truthfully as possible. At the end of the round, the audience will vote and we'll find out who wins the hating game. Okay, question number one. What kind of goals do you have in life? Count? Oh, sorry. Just drinking my Bloody Mary. (laughs) What kind of goals do I have? Hmm. That's a biting question, Bob. Basically, I search through the night for unsuspecting victims, taking their blood, and turning them into the undead. 
I'm a lot like a hospital blood drawer. That's a pretty much it. My job sucks, but I enjoy it. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. How about you, Mr. Zombie? Uh, uh, all right. Do, do we have a translator? Because I didn't understand a word he said. Wh- what? Uh, oh, okay, hold on. One more time, Mr. Zombie. I wander aimlessly through the night hunting humans and leaking body fluids and dropping appendages at will. My goal is to kill and infect as many humans as possible. Not sure why, I just do. By the way, I hate my job. The only bright spot is a song I'm working on called It's a Zombie Life to the tune of the Broadway musical Annie. Really? Huh. Okay, well, how about you, Edward? Well, Bob, if you were a girl, I'd show you the difference. But suffice it to say, I'm the next generation of the undead. I'm too sexy for my teeth. Too sexy for my teeth. And my goal is to protect young, beautiful girls from being bitten on the neck by anyone but me. (laughs) I make millions of dollars off of the innocent teenagers by starring in movies and books. I make being a vampire cool and inspiring. Not like that old man over there. Hey, watch it! Yeah, whatever pops. I abstain from feasting on human blood by killing animals. I'm pretty cool. Don't you think? Ah, well, yeah, the verdict's out on that, but uh, we'll let our studio audience decide. So, studio audience, you have in front of you a keypad with the numbers 1, 2, and 3. If you want to vote for who you hate the most, make that number 3. Who you hate the second most, that would be number 2. And who you love, that would be number 1. Go ahead and enter your decision now. All right, the results are tabulated. Let's find out... Who you hated the most on The Hating Game. Coming in at who you love the most was... Edward. Thank you. I love you. I really do. Coming in who you loved the second most was... Count Dracula. Well, it's about time. Leading, of course, the one you hated the most. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for... Mr. Zombie. Join me next week when we have three political parties, and we'll find out who you hate the most on The Hating Game. I just don't get it. Kids these Thank days. You. I love you. I care. Yes, I'll protect you. Trust me. Nice neck. Is this what I turned into a bat? There you go. The Hating Game on Take Him With You. Listen, if you like these goofy things and the the mission that we have here to spread some encouragement around the world, we would really appreciate it if you could help us out. Uh, Amy and I, uh, while she works full-time at a data entry job right now because we're not making enough uh, money at the podcast to uh, pay all the bills, so she's been working very hard, and I've been working very hard on the podcast and music and all that jazz trying to uh, make sure that we have our bills paid. So if you could help us out, we'd really appreciate it if you believe in what we're doing. Just uh, head on over to the website, takehimwithyou.com, and uh, click on the donate button or sign up for our newsletter or send something over to us. we got our address on there and stuff. Any little bit would help. Uh, we have some folks that have given some fairly large uh, contributions and helped us out tremendously. It's not tax deductible, but certainly is appreciated, and we really appreciate it. If you need any uh, voice work done or music made, let me know. I'd certainly... Uh, accommodate you so enough of that or you can email me rick at takehimwithyou.com rick at takehimwithyou.com um recently i did another one of my impromptu um, little polls on uh, twitter and facebook and i asked the question which would you rather be a vampire or a zombie and here's some of the results i got uh, Tim from England said, a vampire every time. It's sexier, you can fly, and you get to wear a really cool cape. <laughs> Casey says, vampire, totally. I'm more of a night person because of college anyway. <laughs> Savril from uh, Texas says, ugh, what a question. I'd rather not be either, but zombies probably lose appendages and stuff. I'd prefer to be a vampire. Um, Feathers44 from uh, from England says, uh, what Savril said, I'm getting, I'm, uh, I'm keeping all my bits and pieces attached. Thanks very much. 
Oh, dad, dad's tweets. Um, I think from Arizona says, well, both are undead, so I'm not sure it makes much of a difference. Vampires can fly, though, so that would be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Is there any more on this one? Nope. Not any more on my Twitter. Let's go look at Facebook and see uh, what people said about uh, zombies and vampires. My son was the first one to respond on Facebook when I asked the question, what would you rather be, a zombie or a vampire? He said, vampires are smart. Zombies, well, they can't even run. <laughs> That's Nathan. Jerry, my friend, says, um, hard to say, but it seems like I'm up late another night, so I could be either. Josh says, definitely a hybrid uh, caused with an outbreak of the T-Virus on the set of New Moon. Stephanie says, love me some vampires. Lisa says, vampire. Uh, John says, Rick, vampires have far more style. Tuxes, dinner parties, and cool nemesises like in Van Helsing. Zombies are far too generic. John says, I would be a, a zompire. Think about it. Um, my friend Alan says, well, they're both undead, so not sure it's much of a choice. Zombies are kind of easy to re-kill. All you need is a chainsaw. Vampires can fly, so that's kind of cool. Also depends on which version of the undead entities we're talking about. Um, Nosferatu? What's that? Or Dracula. See, I don't know all my stuff. Night of the Living Dead or 28 Days Later. Too many variables. Unless, of course, we're talking about the zombies from Michael Jackson. Thriller video. Nothing better than a zombie that can dance. <laughs> Cindy says vampires. Zombies are gross and they always look infected. Or look so infected. Uh, Kimberly says, but zombies dance with Michael Jackson. Uh, Joe says, if I had to choose, I'd be a vampire, but I'd rather be a vampire hunter. Jessica says vampire. I never sleep as it is. Uh, Jeff says I'd be a vampire as I don't like much sunshine on me and I don't really care for garlic either. But if you ask my wife, she might think I'm a zombie as sometimes I wear old clothes that are ripped and forget to brush my hair after a shower. <laughs> That's awesome. Vampire minus the whole garlic thing, says Brandon. Garlic is a food group by itself. Uh, Les says, are you going to tell your vampire joke again? No. Jonathan says vampire. You never really hear about zombies getting the hot girls. <laughs> My wife says, neither. I don't like zombies or vampire movies. Now, Little House on the Prairie and Jane Austen, they rock. I know how much you love Jane Austen. That's your idea of a horror film. And then Roxy says, vampires, they're so cool, and they can turn into bats. That's so cool. Thanks, everybody, for uh, doing Facebook and Twitter. Twitter, I'm Moyer777. Follow me. And Facebook is uh, facebook.com slash rick.moyer okay thanks so anyway back to the discussion on eternal life and all about life after death i'll never forget one night i was surfing through the channels um at my grandma's house it was a, probably a week before i got married and i was uh i was tired i couldn't but i couldn't sleep and so i was flipping through the channels and i flipped over to the uh the tv channel with eyelash lady and mustache man you know what I'm talking about. You've probably seen it before. I think it's uh, uh, TBN was what it was. And, and I was watching this Christian channel, and they were interviewing this older gentleman. And uh, for some reason, I just stayed on the channel and watched it. it. There was no reason. It wasn't flashy. There wasn't anything that really caught my attention other than I think I needed to hear what he had to say. But this was a, a doctor and he was talking about life after death. And so I, I was fascinated by that kind of thing. So I just kind of listened. Um, at that point, I was a believer. So I thought this was an interesting uh, topic to hear maybe the biblical point of view on. And he began to share how he was doing something at a, at a home and he was on the second story and the railing broke and he fell and cracked his skull open and died. They actually, he was in the morgue. And I guess the Catholic priest was doing last rites over him, and he came back to life. And, I mean, they had the death certificate, the whole schmear, and he told the story of what happened when he was dead. And I sat glued to the television set. It was fascinating. And he talked all about how God had met him and gave him, you know, showed him around heaven in some places and stuff. And then um, this guy named Richard was his name, and he said— uh, he wanted to know what, you know, basically what was hell all about. And, and Jesus, for an instant, took him there to hell to to show him what it was like. And this is, of course, his story. And he described it, and it just sent chills 
down my spine because the way he described it wasn't like the heavy metal guys that I had listened to, you know, the music and stuff that I had basically got my education on heaven and hell from. Um, but he described it biblically of what hell was like and what heaven was like and how no one really wanted or or if they really knew would ever want to go to hell. Well, it picked my interest and I listened to this entire thing and he described in detail. I I even ordered a book that he wrote and read it, you know, cover to cover because it was fascinating, absolutely fascinating. And, you know, hell's not like it's been depicted in the movies and things like that, at least, for, you know, from his perspective. And then biblically, um, in fact, next week we're going to do a whole show on heaven and hell. And it's called Hell No. <laughs> yeah, you'll like it. But f- as far as eternal life was concerned, there was an interesting concept brought out by this man, and of course he was talking about the Bible, and I did some research and found that this was true according to the Bible, that every human being lives eternally. In other words, when we pass away from this life, we go into another life, an eternal life that has no no time, no boundaries like that. A time was made for our existence on this planet Earth, but when we're dead... Uh, the Bible's pretty clear about how we do live on forever, and we either live in one or another place. Either we are in eternity in damnation, which is like, you know, you don't hear this set. Well, I guess some people preach it and get all mad at people and spit on them, but I, I'm just this is what my research found. I mean, this is what I found. There, there, You can either live eternally in torment, or you can live eternally with God who created us in heaven. And heaven isn't necessarily a whole bunch of clouds where you walk around with a harp in your hand and wear a toga. (laughs) It's totally different. We have this different concept. Part of it is because there's not a huge amount written about it, but there's enough that we that we can we can actually, if we think about it, there's enough that we can get a description of heaven. And we'll talk about that next week, obviously, and hell as well. All I know is that I was fascinated by this whole concept of eternal life and the fact that um if we will receive what Jesus did for us on the cross by dying and then raising again, um, that we can live um, not not by our works, not by all the th- anything we've done other than having faith to believe that Jesus saved us. Well, that's a pretty wild concept. I mean, it really is. And, you know, I, I remember talking a lot about, well, what happens when you die and stuff. And I just remember finding scriptures like Hebrew in Hebrews chapter 9, it says... Um, and it's appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment. And I, and I, you know, I researched that, looked at it a little bit more, and realized, from the Bible's point of view, it's appointed for man to live. I mean, we, we live, and then we only die once. It's not like we have um, reincarnation to look forward to, as according, according to the Bible. It's just once to die, then to judgment. In other words, each one of us, when we pass away, will go to judgment. We come before our Maker, before our God. And we have a few things that we can say. Um, And there's actually scenarios in the Bible where it actually talks about what happens when somebody comes before God on that judgment day. Would you like to hear one? (laughs) Okay, I'll read it for you. I'm so glad you asked. It's in Revelation chapter 20, and here's what it says. It says, Then I saw a great white throne, and him who was seated on it, earth and sky, fled from his presence, and there was no place for them. And I saw the dead, great and small, standing before the throne, and books were opened. Another book was opened, which is the book of life. The dead were judged according to what they had done as recorded in the books. The sea gave up the the dead that were in it, and death and Hades gave up the dead that were in them, and each person was judged according to what he had done. Then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. The lake of fire is the second death. If anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. So what we see from Scripture here is that one day we will stand before God, whether whether it's the day Jesus comes back to this earth, whether it's it's that we we have died um, and we go into eternity, somehow, some way, we will stand before God, and the books will be opened, and we'll be judged according to what we've done in this life. But interesting that um, 
this is just fascinating to me. Um, out of that, some people get this idea, well, then we better do all these good works, otherwise we're going to be in a whole lot of trouble when we stand before God. But you notice that it doesn't say, I mean, it, at, at the end it says, if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. Now, how do you get your name into the book of life? That's a great question. That's the first question I asked. All right, if if there's eternity waiting for me, and if I'm going to be judged by God for what I've done on this earth, how do I get my name in that book so that I don't get thrown into the lake of fire? That was the question. I mean, that's a great question. And what I found was the only way that we can get our book, our name, in the book of life is to receive Jesus Christ into our heart. Now, this is according to the Bible now. I'm not just making this up. This isn't off the top of my head. I'm not trying to spout some weird doctrine. This is just really what the Bible has to say. So I personally have, you know, been on a mission to help people get their names written in the book of life because we all will have to take account for our lives. But if we want to make it through into eternal life that is a blessing and good for us and and heaven— then we need to make sure our names are written in the book of life. And the only way to do that is to, by faith, receive Christ into our heart. You can't do any. There's nothing else. can't buy your way in. You can't do enough good works. You can't be a good person, blah, 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 blah. Those won't work. It's only one way. And Jesus even himself said he was the way, the truth, and the life, that no man comes to the Father except through him. And so there, there lies the rub. You know, no, I guess there's lots of religions and stuff, but there's really only one that I have found that offers this eternal life in, without having to go through all these works and different things, but simply receiving by faith what Jesus did on the cross. So that's that's pretty much it when it comes to eternal life. And is there life after death? Well, you know, there's been stories after stories of people dying and coming back to life, and all of them have some type of a thread together, and it is fascinating, but... I have to say I'm going to go with, because we really don't know any... I mean, I, I read the book from the guy that said he died and then he rose again. You know, I, I read that, and and I, it was fascinating and everything. But everybody's story is just a little bit different. I'm just going to have to go with what the Bible says. And to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. That's what the Bible says. So when we are done with this life, when if we get hit by a truck, if we die of natural causes, if whatever happens, when we die... We will be present with God, whether we are believers or not. And then we'll come up to judgment. And then if our names are in the book of life, we don't get a chance to sign a form after we're dead. It, it needs to take place in this life here. That is one rule that I've noticed in Scripture is that you need to make that choice now. And and that choice actually changes the way you live now, too. It, just, it changes the way I live. I don't do things for people because I'm obligated. I do it because I love God. And I know that he would treat people that way. And so that's why I do good things. I'm, it's not because I get some brownie points. The brownie points were already won by Jesus. And I didn't have anything to do with that. I just received what he did for me. So, there you go. I'm going to play a song, who, which I think is really interesting. It's by a band called Mad at the World. And uh, it's called If You Listen. And it's all about, um, well, you take a listen I'll be back. I'll say a prayer, then we'll talk about next week's program. Sorrow in their eyes, chasing anyone, burning like the blazing sun. The demons are howling through the souls of millions, and the demons come back if you listen.
There you go. Mad at the World. That's kind of a cool song called If You Listen. Yeah, kind of cool. Let me pray for you, would you? Lord, I just thank you for every person listening to the podcast today. And I just want to thank you, Lord, that you do offer eternal life. And it's just so awesome to know, God, that we, when we die, we can have peace, that we can go to be with you, and that uh, you have so much more for us. And that when life is over, there's so much more. And that is such a comforting thought and such a great thing. So thank you, Lord, for that. We're very grateful for it. Lord, I lift up every person and I thank you for them. And I ask you to uh, give them peace this week. Uh, help them if they're searching for you and bless them as, um, as they go about all the different things that you have them do this week. Thank you, Lord, for all that you do for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, there you go. Um, thanks again for joining me for the program. I hope you enjoyed it and all the fun things that we got to do. Next week, I'm going to tackle the subject of heaven and hell uh, during zombie month. Always kind of interesting to know what uh, what does the Bible say about heaven and what does the Bible say about hell? We're going to call the program Hell No. And obviously, because I don't think hell is a good place, you don't want to go there. So, uh, <laughs> interesting little fun things that we will be playing next week and talking about kind of a serious subject so i hope you come back for that on zombies part three killing the zombies in our life here on take him with you we'd love some feedback would you send me some feedback i didn't get hardly any last week so i don't know what you thought about it i'd love to hear rick at take him with that's rick at take him with please email amy and i we would really love to hear what you think of the program and how you're doing and we of course love to pray for you as well so, get a chance, head on over to the website, takehimwithyou.com. Check out the podcast notes. There's links and fun things on there you can enjoy. Plus, we really appreciate it if you could give a little bit to help the podcast keep coming to you every single week. Bless you. Have a great day. Don't, don't be a zombie. See you next week.
2009 Moyer Multimedia LLC. All rights reserved. I have to click stop.